Interested in energetics, intention, alignment, integrity, and ethics? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Sacred Leadership Podcast. This space is for you to gain inspiration, wisdom, and knowledge from exceptional leaders to support you in your leadership journey. I'm your host, Amber Gordon, trained therapist and intention and alignment coach here to ask all the deep questions to get the raw truths. Settle in, take a breath, set your intention for what you're open to receiving from this episode, because it is time to drop in. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast. Today, I have someone near and dear to me, someone who I have been following their journey. They have been following my journey for many years now. We both started in a bit of a similar space and then have expanded and evolved and grown um, into essentially answering our soul's calling in very different ways. And I've been able to see all of the iterations of this for this person as they have supported me through many iterations of what that has looked like for me. Jen is a divine vitality coach, licensed counselor, and art therapist with 10 years experience in mental health. She uses human design to lead individuals to navigate their energy, break patterns, decondition, and stand in their power for improved boundaries and relationships. And Jen, we were talking a little bit before um, we started recording today just about evolution and like what that looks like and how that takes place. And both of us started out in the mental health field, just like working as therapists. We thought that was going to be what it was going to look like for the rest of our lives. We're like, we won, we won. We're licensed therapists, like, yay. And then it's just like, Ooh, <laughs> this doesn't necessarily feel so good anymore. And the more you go deep and in touch your like soul calling and all that different stuff, like it leads you in some really interesting places. So I'd love for you to share a little bit with the audience about your story and all the different kind of evolutions that have brought you to where you're at today. Yeah. Thank you for the wonderful intro, Amber. I'm so excited to chat and share all this wisdom. So yeah, my journey, I always like to go back to college. I did my undergrad in psych and then afterwards, was what do I want to do? I was an arts and crafts director at a summer camp and that led me to discover art therapy that it existed. And I was so excited to get to go to grad school for that, get my master's. And like you said, become a licensed clinical counselor. I thought it was the greatest thing. And I always had the goal to build a private practice. So here I am over 10 years with my license, and I've had a private practice for about six years now. But it really all changed over three years ago, almost four years ago. Yeah, that was about the time that we connected. Yes, yes. I was definitely in that that middle phase of evolution of what gets to come next. But of course, we hold on to that identity as a therapist. Especially when you've invested time, effort, energy, student loans. <laughs> I have this license. I have to use it. That pressure to, to do something with what you've worked for. So yeah, during the very start of COVID, I had continued to hear about human design over and over. And of course, divine timing, it was the time that I had to be able to look into it. My friend was like, what's your type? I was like, all right, I don't know. I've heard enough of this. Like, let me text my mom. What time was I born? Let me get my chart. Lo and behold, I found out I was a projector, spent the entire rest of the day 
Hence you waiting for the invitation to be on the podcast makes so much sense now. (laughs) Jen was like, I was so excited when you started the podcast. I wanted to be on. I was like, why didn't you just tell me? And she was like, I had to wait for an invitation. Makes sense now. Uh, Yeah. And that's when it all clicked. Like all the times before where I had invited myself, I was like, hey, I would be great to do this and this. It never happened. And I was left feeling so bitter. And I was like, mm. like, it just felt so wrong for me. So that day of deep diving into all that I could discover of human design, there, there really wasn't too much back then, really helped me understand myself and see, no wonder why I became a therapist. I was following my design. Let me now know how my energy works. And at that time, I was burning out, right? It was the start of COVID. I was seeing a lot of clients. I was in that hustle culture. I was priding myself on working 12 hour days when as a projector, we're only supposed to work four hours a day. So needless to say, I was- Maybe the human design is wrong. I'm like, this resonates for me. I'm a manifestation generator, but like, (laughs) but I know we'll get into like why there's some nuances here. Yes, everybody can burn out regardless of your design, but it was just interesting to see who I was energetically that really gave me permission to be myself, to embrace it, all the things that my intuition had been hinting and nudging me at before, but I was just shoving away because I was like, no, society says I have to do this. Everybody else that I had worked with said, well, if you do it this way, you'll succeed. So I I was still in that phase and just starting to decondition. So finding human design really led me out of a life of burnout. It led me to really embrace myself, my energy in an authentic way that I I don't think I had ever really felt before. And then Mm -hmm. it also led me to realize I don't want to do therapy for the rest of my life. Like this, I don't want to be diagnosing and treating people. I want to help more people. I've always felt so called to help individuals. But I was starting to feel so limited by my license that I could only help people in my state, only with insurance, only in this way, only in that way. Even though I was an art therapist and had some other modalities and options, I kept coming back to coaching and seeing coaches and seeing, wow, I'm qualified for this. This is what I really want to do. And wow, it's a heck of a lot easier than therapy. And when I have human design blueprint showing me and telling me how someone is designed and created to live and interact in life, why wouldn't I do this? So Mm -hmm. I did my own research. And to me, human design is an evidence-based modality because I've used it with all of my clients and seen their treatment times rapidly decrease. So now I love individual individually coaching and teaching and educating, sharing my wisdom on human design and evolving and getting to see where that leads in this uh, new paradigm we're shifting into. And there's so many things that you share that I was like, wow, like, yes, because for me, like I've found my evolution in terms of doing a lot of deeper work with like shadow work and different things like that. And it's the same thing where like, I've seen people's, we're using clinical terms, like, right, like treatment times decrease when we implement these different pieces that are like bringing in 
more, I'm going to say like deep aspects of self, right? Like when you're talking about like human design, for example, like there can be so much information and I'm going to ask you a million questions because I'm like a baby when it comes to human design, but there can be so much information in terms of like, oh, okay, like this is why this is showing up or this is why this makes sense or this is why you are in conflict with this type of person and why it's like causing you to feel this way. And I feel like this is where like there's no one right way for people to dive deeper and be able to get that deeper work that really drives healing as opposed to like symptom management. Some people, they dive into plant medicine and like that's the thing that moves the needle for them. Some people do a nice collection of things, but I think that this is again where one of the reasons I love being able to have this platform is bringing this to the people so that they can be like, oh, you know what? That really resonates for me. Like hearing Jen like talk about this, like that makes sense. I would love to be able to get self-discovery in that way. Other times you're going to hear someone talk about plant medicine or shadow work or therapy or tapping or whatever the heck else and feel like, oh yeah, like maybe that's the thing. And this is why like, I really think that we're all so needed in this space. Like all of us as healers, we're so needed because everyone is going to need a different path, but we're all trying to reach the same collective healing. We're all trying to work on our karma and work on the way that we're treating ourselves and treating other people and being able to access that in a way that makes sense to you is so incredibly important. So if you could go into that a little bit and talk about the pieces where you started to see human design help things make sense to you and make sense to your clients and where you started to take that a step further, I'd love to dig in there. Yeah. So I always love starting out with the basics of what's your energy type, right? We're one of five energy types and really understanding what that type means with its strategy, with its self and not self theme is, is always a great place to start. Anyone who's listening, if you're new to human design, you know, starting there and I mean, gosh, you can just experiment with that for years and find alignment and feel so much more in your energy and in yourself. But what I really started out using and really love and still exercise with all of my clients is the authority, which is decision-making, how we make aligned decisions for ourselves. So in a way, all the people that you're talking about, whether which modality they choose to work with is really utilizing their authority. What am I being called to? What is right for my energy? What is going to help me get to these goals that I'm working on right now? So it's that authority, that place in our body that we have fixed, reliable energy that can tell us, guide us to what is right for us, what is aligned, what's going to be in our highest good, or what is not aligned and what isn't going to benefit us. So I love always looking at authority, practicing it, bringing awareness to it, playing with it, right? Human design is an experiment. It gets to be light. It gets to be fun. So I always encourage everyone to just play with it, right? Test the universe, see what happens. And then even deeper in the chart is where I look, I can see people's trauma and where they are being called to heal in this lifetime. So really focusing on those aspects where you are conscious and unconscious. And when I start out, especially when I do full readings, it it is a little bit of an assessment. I'm assessing mm-hmm. where is your energy? Um, 
I think of everything on a spectrum. So are you in the shadow of this energy and are you needing to find ways, practice your authority, align with your design to move that vibration further, either in the middle to balance it, or maybe you're really here being called to bring that fully into light and really exercise the full expression of that gift to share with the world. So those are two main pieces that I look at that I utilize in the individual work that I do. So going back a little bit to give people who are not as familiar a bit of a context as we talk about different things like authority and just types, for example, can you give us a little bit of education about like those types and like what the differences are and what that might mean to someone who's listening? Yeah. So you're a manifesting generator. So let's start there. That is one of the types. It gets lumped into the generator category as well. So generators and manifesting generators make up 75% of the world or 70, 70 to 75. So we've been in a generator society. You have access to your sacral, that life force energy that drives you. Your strategy is that you're here to respond. So responding to anything that comes into your aura, your energy that is open and enveloping and just pulling life to you. And when you're in alignment, you get to be satisfied. You get to feel satisfied. I work with a lot of generators, especially in therapy and really looking at what is satisfaction. You get to feel that all the time. What satisfies you is always a question Mm -hmm. that stumps generators because the not self theme more of, of when you're living unaligned in the shadow is frustration and our society, especially generators know frustration so well. So it's really about being aware of when are we frustrated? Am I responding? Am I practicing my strategy? And how can I be satisfied? What is a different way of going about things that can bring me satisfaction? So I'm like, guys, I'm just going to apologize ahead of time. If Jen like shares something and I forget to like ask a follow-up question is because I am deep in the learning right here. So keep it going, Jen. I am, I'm here for this. (laughs) So those are the first two types. So the next type we'll talk about is part of you. It's the manifester. So only about eight to 10% of the world are manifestors, but you are part manifester in a way you have an aspect of this energy because manifestors are here to initiate. They're here to create new things. So you as a manifesting generator can create new things, but unlike manifestors who don't have that sacral energy, you have it and you can see things through and you, especially when we get to my type and, and you understand projectors a little more, you make absolute magic to me. Like the things that manifesting generators do, I can't even fathom. Like it, it is so cool to witness. So coming back to manifestors, pure manifestors, what makes a manifestor is they have a motor center connected to the throat. So they can really easily speak their truth. And that's why they're able to manifest and initiate these new things. Their energy is we always struggle with these words, but it's big, it's repelling, it's fixed, but it's really there to protect them because they don't have the energy to give to everyone. They're non-sacrals. They're here to live in a self-theme of peace and the not self-theme is anger. So 
a lot of manifestors are living in their peace. And I think that's because they're following their strategy of informing. They need to let people know before they jump to start and initiate that new awesome thing. It's just to let people know, hey, I'm going to go do this. Keeping that communication open. So that's the manifester. Then we have the projectors. So I am a projector. We are the newest energy type, 400, over 400 years old, but still misunderstood in this generator society. And we make up over 20% of the world. And we're the guides. We're the seers. Our aura allows us to really see deep into people, to penetrate and really see a that's better- a good therapy way. skills there, Miss Projector. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so with being able to see that, we're really efficient. But our strategy is to wait for the invitation. So even though I can see a better way of doing something, if I run up and I'm like, hey, you need to do this and this, it's not going to be received well, right? The other person's defenses are going to go up. And I'm probably going to fall into my not self theme of bitterness, which projectors can be consumed by. We can live in a life of bitterness, but really we're here. We're destined to be in our self-theme of success and we can get to experience that in whatever way success looks like or feels like for us. And then the last type is the rarest. So only about 1% of the world. So we call them the unicorns. Those are the reflectors. And they are so unique because they have no definition. Their entire body is open. They are here to reflect. They are very much lunar beings. So they really need to work with the moon to ride the energy of the moon, to make decisions, to really wait that lunar cycle for the answers to be revealed to themselves. And their environment is so important. So their strategy is just to ride that lunar energy and, and wait for those answers to be revealed so that they can be in their self-theme of surprise, of delight, and they can fall into that shadow, that not self-theme of disappointment. So those are a quick overview of the five types and what that energy looks like. That is so cool. So going back a little bit, how does somebody figure out what type they are. And this is also something like, if you know this, cool. If you don't like totally like no big deal, but I'm just like wondering, like we have an idea usually like who channeled something first. Like, do you know, like who brought us this knowledge about human design and the way that we can work with it? Yeah. So let me answer that second question first. So human design came from a download received back in 1981, I believe, by a manifester who was here to initiate this. He is now referred to as Ra Uruhu. He's the father, the creator of human design. But human design, I see as puzzle pieces fitting together right? Astrology mm -hmm. is in there. The chakra system is in there. Kabbalah yeah. tree of life, as well as the ancient Chinese I Ching and quantum physics. Like it all makes sense. And I know we talked about astrology a bit. So astrology never resonated with me back when it was too general. Like it just didn't, it didn't click for me. But now with human design, like 
I'm getting more into astrology because it makes more sense. So it's really cool to see that Ra was the initiator of human design. So many people kind of stick with his teachings. And then there are other kind of ways of teaching that are more integrating the quantum. And then even more people who are integrating their own downloads and really expanding and utilizing like the evolution of human design. So that's so cool. (laughs) I know, like, it's just awesome. So how can you get your human design? It's free online. You can just Google free human design chart. I like to get them from myhumandesign.com. Jenna Zoe does a great job of setting up her website, giving you um, a lot of information to go by when you're not like hip with this lingo. She lays it out in easy terms to start to understand it. So you need your date of birth, your place of birth, and you really do need your exact time of birth. So whatever way you can find that, I'm sure you've talked on your podcast about many different kind of metaphysical ways of knowing if that is right for you. So there's so many different ways to be able to figure out your exact time of birth if you don't know it. So you just plug that in and up comes your human design chart. And I actually really love that you touched on that because I've definitely spoken to people who are like, oh, like I would love to be able to use human design, but I can't because I'm adopted or I would love to use human design, but I was born in another country and their documentation was different. And like, I don't really know my exact time of birth. And actually, I don't think, I mean, like I'm aware of these things, but I don't think that is something that we've talked about. So just to take a moment to dispel the myth that you can't access human design if you don't know your exact time of birth. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah. So don't let that get in your way. That is just an excuse and you certainly can figure it out. I love utilizing intuition, right? Just asking yourself, asking your higher power to reveal it to you. You can certainly do muscle testing as well. Mm -hmm. Or what I did with someone's chart because they booked a reading and weren't sure of their exact time. I played around with the times. They knew it was after 11 PM. So I plugged in 11 PM. I plugged in 1130 and saw big differences. And then I leaned it down to say, okay, it's more of 1120 where that changes. Let me look at the big changes. And I voice messaged them and I said, okay, here are the big changes. I want to give you the best reading possible. I'm going to ask you questions. Do you relate to this or this? Because there's different definition and different aspects. Their type is still the same, but when we dive deeper, that's when we really want the exact time because it made a big difference in their chart. So just asking them what resonates with you or looking at both of those charts, reading the differences and seeing, does this really resonate? Okay. I think this is it. I feel like this is it. My intuition's telling me this is it. So there's so many different ways and I'm sure there's even more than those I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But just, I mean, speaking into the fact that essentially like our body knows like when we got here. So being able to tap into the wisdom of the body, whether that is muscle testing or using your intuition or pendulum types of exercises, things like that, there's a lot that you can do. And I think that's one of the things where like, if you feel like you are listening to this and you're like, wow, I would love human design. Obviously Jen is saying that she will go above and beyond and go the extra mile to help you access this. So I really love that you brought that up, Jen. And talking about our human design, but also I know one of the things that people really 
enjoy about astrology is being able to use astrology to help them with communication and compatibility and all that kind of stuff. And you touched on that a little tiny bit in terms of how human design can be used in a similar way. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that because I'm very interested personally. Yes. And this is where my evolution is taking me that I am so excited about because it's been ruminating under the surface and behind closed doors for years, because I think uh, I likely even talked with you about this a long time ago. So I love utilizing human design for relationships, all full general types of relationships, whether that being uh, in business, on teams, family dynamics, whether it be parents, children, or intimate relationships, right? With our partners. So I really, as a therapist, I always worked with individuals, helping them in their relationships with communication. So it's not surprising to me that this is where I'm taking human design because human design, like I said, can help us understand ourselves, but it can so much help us understand the other. And that's just what I feel the world is needing now is to really understand and give ourselves permission, but also other people permission to be themselves. Like just a silly example popped into my head that I always use is I was out one time with my mom and grandma and someone walks in and their hair was dyed green. Not something you see all the time. And my mom goes, oh, don't they know that, or my grandma, oh, don't they know that is just so unattractive? And my mom and I both give each other a look and we're like, all right, how do we want to handle this? My grandma's 80, she's 88 now. So uh, we decide to say, they think it looks really attractive and they actually really like it and they're expressing themselves. And my grandmother goes on to, to continue with her. <laughs> but that's in her design and that's her energy. So it was really beautiful to take the beauty and see the silver lining that my grandmother has the gate of judgment. She is here. She is in that shadow. She is exercising judgment. But how we were really able to see, wow, this person with their green hair is being themselves. They are expressing their true nature. And like, part of me just wants to get up and cheer for them. Like, go you for self-expression, being your authentic self. My grandmother doesn't understand you, but that's okay. And that doesn't matter. So little example, how this can really help us understand and give the other permission. So what I'm loving and jiving on is what I call interpersonal energy dynamics. And that's the energy that is just happening below the surface with one other person. In human design, they talk about the penta and the wa. So penta is when there's three people or more. Wa is more of the collective. But I really like the one-on-one because it is where our interpersonal dynamics are happening, right? Our conditioning, all the stuff that we talk about in therapy about relationships. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. But now we have the blueprint of how is the energy actually working? Where are we butting heads? Where do we have electromagnetic channels, which is the spark that makes everything happen? Right. How can I understand that I'm a projector yet my manifestor partner is up and out doing things and not informing me and I'm falling into bitterness yet they're just following their design and maybe I can just encourage them to inform me more. Right. One example Mm -hmm. of how that works. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's so interesting because like as you're talking, and I love that I can share this with you because we have the same background in terms of working in the, the therapy field. I'm thinking like all of the people that, because I, my training is marriage and family therapy. So I did do a lot of couples therapy and I'm thinking like how helpful would it have been for people to have this as a basis? I mean, even just like basic astrology. And then if you're going to like really take it many steps deeper and like go in and look at things through this lens, like what amount of permission and perspective does it provide for you to be able to interact with that person in a neutral way, right? Because so much of what happens is we're taking things personally, we're getting defensive, our wounds are getting triggered. And when you're able to be like, oh, yep, well, that makes sense because that lines up with how I know that they exist in the world because of who they are. It allows you to take that step back and to be able to be responsive to your partner, to your intimate connection, instead of reactive to them, because guess what? It's about them. It's not about you, which is what we like spend every therapy session trying to like get people to understand. But this is like such a powerful way to be like, look, no, see, here it is basically in black and white, like why this is happening. It's not you. It's not them. It is just what it is. And people able to like be like, oh, it just is what it, okay, how do we work with it then, right? And I feel like when people are seeing something as more like factual, if you will, mm -hmm. they're a lot more willing to be like accommodating to it than like, oh, well, you shouldn't be like that. Well, why not? Like if that's how they are and it's not harming anyone, right? Like where do these shoulds and shouldn'ts come in? And a lot of it is projection and conditioning versus being able to just see someone for a complete energy type and existing in the world the way that they're meant to exist. And then you being able to find out how to do that in a complementary way. Like, I'm just thinking like, this could take like years of therapy into down into just a couple sessions. Like, oh, right. And essentially that's what I did for my individual clients. So taking yeah. them to the couples level, which, you know, anyone listening out there who is aware of couples therapy, like you're in that for years, usually, yeah. and yeah. I know for myself, in some cases, it made things a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. before it even got there. So now to have human design, to have this energetic blueprint of like, literally, this is what's happening. And I always find it so funny because when I talk with my, I work one-on-one -on -one with people, when I talk with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I'm able to speculate just from what they say. Well, it sounds like your partner could be this, they could be that. And then we get their chart and it's like, okay, I was right. They are this. Now let's actually work with this. All of that that we were guessing at, that's what it is. What do you need to know? How can you communicate to, the, to them about this? What do they need to know? Now, what can you more so bring into your awareness, understanding and practicing rather than trying to figure out or hash it out, or all of the difficulties that come up in relationships, which are going to happen anyway, right? We're two people, two right. humans trying to coexist and challenge regardless of how compatible you are. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking like, Jen, I know you're working with people one-on-one, -on -one, but I think we need to like add into your business, like being a consultant for like every couple's retreat that exists out there in the world, right? Like you can just come into the couple's retreat and like do everyone's like human design and like help give them a nice little blueprint for like their communication patterns and just like, <laughs> we'll just fly you around the world to all the different couples retreats. Like it's really, it, again, going back to that permission piece, like that is the thing that I feel like even in 
traditional therapy. And again, like I, I still see a couple clients as a traditional therapist. Like I'm not saying that it's not helpful. However, I do feel like it is, it's something where like, we're really going in a lot of like cyclical, like just over and over again, it's, it can be very superficial. It can be really hard to, we as human beings want to understand why, right? Like that's such a thing. Like how many times have you heard that in session with people where they're like, I just want to know why. Right. And like, as therapists, we're like, I cannot tell you, like, I, that is not what I am here to do. Like, and first of all, I can't dispense advice. I can't tell you what to do. I can't do all I can do is ask you really amazing questions to hopefully help you figure it out for yourself. And even then we still might not know. But there are these different modalities that we're able to use to actually offer them a why. Like, how amazing is that? Well, and it's so funny with what you just said, what like screamed out for me is essentially with my design, I am quite literally here to be the pattern breaker. Like I'm here to speak a revolution. I have a lot of power. I don't want to keep it all to myself. I want to share it, but I am here to let everybody know, Hey, I'm starting a revolution to break patterns. And with what you and I were talking about before we started recording about just the energy of like where the world is at and what's going on now, we are all really being challenged to break old pattern. We are moving into the new paradigm. Human design talks all about it. February, 2027, the big date. It's already happening. It's already shifting all of this new paradigm stuff, but it's just so interesting to see now is my time to like come out and be like, all right, you're ready to break the patterns. Great. I'm going to help you break them because that's what I'm here to do. And I'm ready to rise to the challenge. And I think that talking a little bit about that who do you find your soul calling is in terms of like, who are the people that are drawn to work with you? Who are you drawn to work with? How are they using the information that you're providing them and implementing it in their work, their relationships, their lives? Yeah. So it's been really interesting to watch this shift over the years because and this is where like uh, do you remember back in the day when it's like figure out your ideal client and blah 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 and like yes but no because like who we're meant to work with and who is meant to work with us it's not something that we're like oh yes i want this type of person and they drive to work and they get a starbucks latte on their way in there and blah 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 and this is how i'm going to create content for them like it is an energy signature people it is an energy signature so yes maybe you can create an energetic archetype in terms of who you're calling in right and who resonates with you but like other than that i'm pretty sure it's not going to matter like what type of car they drive and what their morning routine looks like like Right. My niche mini rant there. (laughs) Well, I'm jumping on the train here because I agree. Because my overall, essentially ideal client, ultimately as a projector, is anyone who invites me in. But really, I work with female entrepreneurs that just tends to be always the the individual that I've enjoyed working with that comes into my sphere that I can help, that I'm able to help, and it's beautiful. But really, it's like whoever gives me the invitation and I check in with my authority, that is aligned. That's my ideal client. And it could be anyone. Maybe they went to Starbucks. Maybe they brewed their own coffee. Maybe they're more of a dunker in a Roman Joe's. Like it really doesn't matter to me. They see me as a projector, they recognize my wisdom and are inviting me to share that with them. And ultimately I'm checking in with myself to say, yes, I want to help this client. This feels like a a good partnership that I can help them. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where like, that's a beautiful segue because 
something that I've always been really fascinated is like this idea of the authority piece that comes mm. with knowing your human design, because I know that you can have a certain um, design type, but then in terms of like, there's like numbers that go with it and then like what your authority type is and then like what that means. So if you could like break it down for the people who are just on the outside looking in, I would appreciate that so much. Yes. So let me start with, right, you're going to see two numbers. It's going to look like a fraction. One number slash another number. That's your profile. There are 12 profiles. I like to think of it as like the zodiacs because they are a bit general, but of course in human design, they're more specific. It's your conscious archetype and your unconscious archetype profile personality. So those are the numbers. Then you see your type. That's what we talked about before. That's your energetic type. And then there's authority. And that is, as I mentioned, your decision making. So it works on a hierarchy of your design, of your definition, where you have fixed reliable energy to utilize, to guide you. So there are seven different authorities. I am an emotional authority. I make up half of the world. Half of the world is now here to feel, to mm. sleep on it, to wait for emotional <laughs> clarity. Like I, I can't stand on my soapbox enough to, to talk about this because all 35% of the world being those generators who are pure generators with that sacral authority, right? That sacral authority is next making up 35%. They work in the now on a yes, no, right? I can ask you like, do you need a snack right now? And you can answer me yes or no. And that's a line for you. But for me, especially definition, that's a whole nother thing we won't talk about today. But like, I'm going to sit here for a few minutes and feel it out. And if you ask me again in 10 minutes, I might have a different answer because my energy works completely differently. So that's why I've worked so intensely with authorities because really in order to find alignment, to live an aligned life, you just have to make aligned choices, conscious choices. We make over 32,000 choices a day. Of course, they're not all conscious because that would be insane, but we need to bring choices to our conscious awareness and check in with our authority, meaning we have to actually like slow down and pause, check in with our body, which many of us have a lot of difficulty doing to be guided towards what's best for us. And if we can do that over and over, there's alignment, there's your power, there is you in your self theme, living your best life. Uh -oh. That's yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, and it's so interesting. Cause like, I'm thinking like, I'm definitely, you use that as a hypothetical, but I'm definitely like a yes, no, like person like right what? there. And like, all my friends are like, Oh, that's cause she's an Aries. She's like very like direct, which like, yes. And like, maybe like all of that does end up just like lining up coincidentally, uncoincidentally, probably all aligned with my sole purpose and what I'm here to do and all that good stuff. So from what I'm hearing from you, there's like a, an emotional authority. There's a sacral authority. You said there's five, seven, seven, seven it starts at, with emotional authority. Then it's the sacral authority. Then we have tested my expertise. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. I didn't tell you to bring your notes for the podcast. <laughs> they, I, I think that they might be a little out of order, but then we have splenic authorities. That's all about intuition. If you're a splenic, then we have the heart ego, which is all about, is it worth it? Then we have self-projected, speaking your truth, listening to your voice, being guided by it. Then we have mental authority, 
that is mental projectors, one, about 1% 1 of the world. Very oh. unique, very, I, I love working with mental projectors. I work with a lot of them. And then lastly, I think grade seven, I should have been counting, is the reflector authority, mm -hmm. which essentially is called no authority because it's all about the environment and, and waiting to be guided for yourself. That's, yeah, that's really incredible. And so thinking back again to the people that you have been working with recently, what are some of the ways that you've seen people use this information and implement it into their lives? Yeah. So to come back to your question before about who am I working with now? I work with maj the majority are projectors and I feel so called to work with projectors. One, because I am one. So it makes me a great coach having been on this four-year journey of deconditioning as a projector, but also because as we shift into the new paradigm, right? You and I were already talking about this before. Like we have no idea what we're doing the best to make it through. We're doing the best that we can. So in this new paradigm, when the word like really fully shifts in the next three years, projectors are going to be needed as the guides of the world. What do we do? How do we do this in an efficient way? How do we reach our goals and really work together? Projectors are really going to need to rise to, to manage the world. So now over these next three to four years is really a time for projectors to decondition, to first learn that you are a projector. You are different and you are absolutely amazing. And you are here to be that amazing, unique person. I certainly can say it for everyone, but especially projectors of now deconditioning, coming back to who you truly are healing so that you can step into that guide role, right? I feel anyone can be a leader. There's certainly different human design qualities that help us be a leader, but projectors can be more of the guides to lead in a more collective way fits together and all of that. So I love working with projectors. And of course, I also love working with emotional authorities. I, since half of the world is emotional authorities, regardless whether you're a manifester, projector, generator, or manifesting generator, it's that emotional authority that is not talked about enough. I have a lot of people come to me and say, can you help me understand this more? Like I've read all that there, there is to read and know, but like, it still doesn't make sense. And that's because no emotional has ever actually studied different emotional ways and authorities and shared that. So I feel like that's another piece um, that I'm certainly here to talk about because it is complicated. It's confusing. And to try to practice it and use it in a society that says, I need an answer now and only asks yes, no questions, which is great for any pure generator or manifesting generator out there. Absolutely, it works, but it doesn't work for the other half. And it it's, causes a lot of conflicts, a lot of conditioning, coming back to the shoulds. It can be really hard. Yeah. And it's the other thing that's coming up to have a little mini conversation about is especially since this is a population that you work very closely with, how this actually fits into being an entrepreneur, right? Because a lot of us, you, me, right? Two of us right here having this conversation, like 
we enter into being in alignment with our soul purpose, which is beautiful and wonderful, but it's also so unique to us. And so then we end up being like alone, right? Like we end up being solopreneurs and that might not be the way that we work best. Like I'm thinking about you, right? Like you love to get an invitation. I'm thinking about me. I love to respond, right? So if there's nobody to respond to, or if there's nobody inviting you, we're like just kind of like waiting for somebody to be like, you there, like, I want to invite you in or like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Can you like help me out? And I know that like, I've always historically worked so well in at least just one other person, like, because I am so responsive. And that's one of the reasons, like, there aren't any solo episodes on this podcast Mm -hmm. because I am responsive, right? Like I, like for me, like I'm talking great right now, like having a conversation with you. If you told me to just like turn this thing on and like, just talk, I'd be like, uh, I, I know things too. Yeah. Like I, I would have nothing. That's one of the reasons like I struggle on social media because in conversation, great. I like, it's all coming through because I am responsive. But then when it's just me speaking into my phone, which doesn't really like hold a ton of energy, it's just a a thing. This isn't what's coming through. And that's why I love the interpersonal energy dynamics, because you need someone else's energy to respond to. Why I'm able to have a beautiful conversation with you today is because I'm feeding off your throat energy. I have an undefined throat. My top three centers are undefined. I'm also a split definition. So the energy just doesn't flow easily in my body. It takes me a bit longer. But when I'm with someone else and I get to receive your energy and use it while we're together, like... I am jazzed up. I am speaking clearly and I really have your energy to thank for this. So it's really cool to see how it plays out like that. And I also wanted to say there is an aspect in our human design chart that lets us know who we're supposed to work with. I, oh, um, that's freaking cool. <laughs> I did a reading with a woman the other day and she was like, yeah, I rose to success on my own. She's a projector. I was like, oh yeah, well, you're meant to work by yourself. Some Mm. people have a a two line. This is looking at um, the line of your unconscious Jupiter, if you are familiar with us. That two line, you're meant to work in partnerships. I have a three line. So I love working in small groups and coming into other people's teams. Like, yeah, where that invitation is there. So it's really cool to get to see that play out in business and the other aspects in our design that help us towards business, like my channel of the pattern interrupter is also the channel of the entrepreneur. So it makes sense that I've been an entrepreneur now for like six years. It's crazy. (laughs) That's why we're so tired. Yeah, I like I so funny. I every every day, especially lately with like the energy that is present, right? Every day I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm like going on indeed and I'm gonna find a just a job, just a plain old job with a salary that I just have to show up for. And like as long as I don't fuck up too bad, like I can just get a paycheck every two weeks and call it a day. Like that's that's what I'm gonna do. And then I'll get like, I don't know, a couple scrolls through indeed, and I'm like, what am I doing? I know what I'm here to do. Like <laughs> often too, I'm like, well, I still have this mental health license. I can always go back to therapy. And every time I'm just like, like the bitterness kicks in and my body, my emotions, let me know like that there is no plan B like that is not plan B. Like talk about that. Like that's for you. You're feeling it right. For me, it's like the yes, no. Right. Like I think about that and it's like, no, right. You're (laughs) good. No, (laughs) like, no. 
Okay. All right. So it gets a, it's enough. And I've learned enough in my life that when I do receive that, you don't push. You do that is not something you push past. You don't negotiate with it. You don't try to find your workaround. If it's that type of a no, it's a no. And if you try to like make it happen when you receive that type of a no, it's not going to go very well. <laughs> no. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a huge point. Like I sometimes play around as a spleenic authority because I have a defined spleen. So I love to like test my intuition. And I really don't have to anymore because there were so many times that I would get an intuitive hit and be like, ah, no. And it was disastrous every single time. There was like a month period of where it was like, Jen, don't put that water there. And I was like, huh, watch me. It'll be fine. But knocked over every single time. I spilled at least one or two glasses of water every day because my intuition was like, have you learned yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like don't, yeah, don't put that there. And, it's, and I think that's also where the more we lean into it, which is so, it's such a beautiful practice, right? The more we lean into it, the more it's just, it like, it's yes without that question, right? It's just, okay, okay, yep. The stronger it gets, which is amazing, but also then there is no option to ignore at that point, right? Because your intuition is like, okay, like we we got this. We know that, that, that we know that like, we're just gonna do the thing, right? And then like the 3D world is like here and it's like, yeah, well, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I'm just going to try to have to like feel this out and keep going forward, even though the intuition is great in terms of like having that knowing, but that's where like the how gets a little fuzzy sometimes. And we have to continue to move forward without having that exact plan. And I think that again, like bringing it back to human design as a tool, that's where we get to have these pieces of information to essentially give us that peace and like that validation to be like, okay, you know what? I know that I can rely on my no being a no and that being something that's meant to direct me and my purpose and my energy and to be in alignment. And if I just keep following this enough, things are going to align and things are going to fall in place. I might not understand exactly how that's going to me, but the more I'm in alignment, the more I'm going to be essentially taken care of in a way. And I feel like that kind of ties in a little bit with like manifestation and being able to get out of your own way. Right. Yeah. I see that as a huge aspect of trust, right? We're learning to trust ourselves. And in this world where especially so many of us have a lot of trauma when it comes to trust, we are the only person that we can truly trust. So to develop the self-understanding, the internal awareness so that we get to trust ourselves and by trusting our authority in all the ways that you just mentioned, life gets to be a little easier and we can learn to trust again. Mm. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I think, again, like the more tools we are able to provide ourselves with to deepen and strengthen that self-trust, the better off, you know, we're going to be. And that's where like, it doesn't matter if it's human design or if it's shadow work or if it's astrology or if it's human design that points you to shadow work and astrology or hypnotherapy or whatever it is, whatever those tools are to help you strengthen that, it's going to be of benefit to you. And I know talking to you today, Jen, like I, my eyes have been so opened to what a, it's like a tool that's like alive, right? Like it's not just like this personality test that you take and it's like, okay, I'm a INFJ or whatever the heck. Like this is something that's living, breathing. It is so specific to you. And like, it's dynamic in the sense that it can inform you in how that you work best in the world and also how you work best with others, how you work best with your purpose, with yourself. Like 
oh my gosh, like so many different layers to be able to essentially, essentially give you that validation. And I can absolutely see why like you have been drawn to this. And I can also hear how much validation it's given you because I, gosh, it was over yeah, like three years ago at this point. And like all of those things that you were wondering and questioning and all the different sticky points that you had, I hear you at such a place of peace with all of that because you've gotten these answers about yourself and how you exist in the world and the way that you're meant to exist in the world through this relationship with human design. And that is so incredible. Yeah. And I I love how you just put that. See, you're so eloquent with words. I love it. I have a defined throat. I do know that. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I hope that can inspire and empower others because it is, it's finding that tool that you're being called to. For me, it was human design. For you, it may be human design because it will come into your space, into your aura when you need it, right? It's, it's trusting that timing. So it's beautiful to have these tools that can allow everyone to progress on our own journey. Mm. And so like bringing us full circle here, do you have, like, I know that you work with one-on-one clients. I want you to let people know how they can connect with you, but I'm also curious, like, have you put anything out there in terms of like things that people can use to learn more about this, any self-studies, any courses, anything like that? Yeah. So where people can find me, I primarily am on Instagram. I hang out on Instagram. My handle is the vital Jen. Come find me, DM me all your questions. So yeah, I have my one-on-one container. It's a four month program. It includes a full human design reading so that we start with really uncovering your gifts, your conditioning. Like I mentioned before, that slight assessment of where is your energy on that spectrum and then continuing with boxer support with sessions to, to work through it all. But I also created inner work intensive, which is a one month container. It is intense. In that one month, it is a self-study course. You're going to watch videos to learn about the centers, learn about the gates, learn about what is yours, what is not yours so that you can uncover your own gifts to utilize and stand in your power, but also see what energy you're hanging on to that is not yours to begin to let go and decondition. And that comes with 30 minute sessions with me each week, one-on-one to support, to answer questions and further guide you along your self-study. So I just really love that. It's like this little thing that's hiding in the back that I always forget about because honestly, I'm not a self-study person, but I'm so glad that I created it because so many people out there do want to self-study. They aren't ready to jump into a full investment of a one-on-one container but they want to do this in these bite-sized pieces. That, I mean, honestly, just as a fellow entrepreneur who's in this space, I'm like, that is a pretty genius offering. Like, I think that sounds amazing. That gives people the ability to have like sovereignty and autonomy in terms of like how they're interacting with this, but they also get support. Like it's a really good way for them to get a good foundation and background so that when they do work with you eventually, which they probably will want to after like being in the the one month container, they're like coming into this feeling like, yeah, like I know what this is about. Like, and I'm ready to like really dive in. And I think especially touching on this very briefly, like 
there has unfortunately been a lot of trust that has been broken in the space that we work in. There has been a lot of people who unfortunately like are saying that they are ethical and in integrity and that they're safe people for holding space for other people. And that doesn't end up being the case. And so, and this is just to honor you, Jen, and also everyone who is listening, who's in this space. There are so many ways that you can establish trust with the people who are meant to work with you because people have every reason to be very cautious with where they are spending their time, their effort, their energy, their money, who they're connecting with, who they are seeing as a safe person to hold space for them, especially when we're moving through like some of this like really big stuff. Like I imagine there's some pretty profound things that are coming through when you're working in these containers. Obviously, Jen, like your background is as a therapist, as is the same thing for me. And that's not to say that like if you don't have a background like that, you can't also be a safe space for someone. But again, this is where like there are so many ways that you can build that trust with the people who are meant to work with you and invite them into your energy. So I absolutely love, love, love that you have that little like bite-sized offering where people are able to step in, get a taste, feel comfortable, see what things are all about, feel out your energy and build that trust with you so that if they are ready to progress, they can do that in a wholehearted way. That's so awesome. And of course I do the readings and workshops and all of that in bite-sized pieces, but yeah, the intensive is, uh, it was really cool how it was born, how it was created and really how it's evolved. Yeah. That, and I think that's also like when you're open, right. And like when we receive these downloads and we're willing to just go with it and like put things out into the world, it's like, okay, I don't really like understand where this is going to go or why I'm going to have this, but I'm just going to follow this and put it out there. That's just like so beautiful. And I think that's also how we get to be supported and being in alignment with like our soul purpose is when we're willing to listen with how we're meant to essentially put it out there into the world. So we will absolutely link up Jen's Instagram. We'll also, if you want to pass us along some links to the self-study and also to, if you do a discovery call for your one-on-one yeah. um, container, we will include those in the show notes for all of you, because I don't know about y'all, but like, I'm ready to book with Jen because I'm like, this is so freaking cool. I want to know more. Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of your incredible knowledge with us. This was very enlightening for me. I'm sure it's going to be very enlightening for everyone who listens. And I'm just always really grateful for the opportunity to hang out with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I just love this chat and I'm so excited to inspire and empower everyone to align with their energy and live life for us, right? When we don't really know what's going on, let's do what we need. There you have it. Another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast on the books. I hope your time spent here served you and nourished you. Join us every Tuesday for more honest conversations and powerful insights. Remember, exceptional leaders share the wealth. Send this episode to someone who would benefit, leave a review to let others know about the show, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Talk to you soon.